Welcome to First 15, where we listen to God and respond to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. All of us are followers here. We're learning to listen to God's Word and to God speaking through His Word. We meditate on what He says, and then we are responding to Him in prayer. If you're new on our podcast, I invite you to follow or subscribe to it on your favorite provider so you don't miss any episodes. I'm really thankful for the followers supporting what I'm doing to try to put out God's Word and bring it alive and make it fresh and real for each day. I mean, God's Word is powerful and God is speaking to us. And so if I can help in any way in the journey to be a guide, I'm thankful for that. We are in season three where we're praying through the Psalms, both some of our favorites as well as some of the lesser known or the ones that are harder to pray. Now, some of you may be noticing we haven't talked about Psalm 23 yet. In fact, we went from uh, Psalm 14 to Psalm 24 on the last episode. And that's correct. In fact, I'm not going to be covering Psalm 23. If you want to get my take on it, you can get a copy of God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray Through the Psalms. I have the first 30 Psalms in that book, and you can read some of my thoughts there. But for our podcast, there's some other things I want to share with you guys that I think are just more on my heart today and more meaningful. But Psalm 23, you can go out and read it yourself, pray it, meditate, and I think you'll get a lot of blessing from it just by uh, opening the Bible for yourself and using the process that I've been demonstrating here. Today, we're going to be using Psalm 25. And when I say Psalms that are both familiar and those that are lesser known, well, this one is definitely more familiar, certainly for me, because I can remember as a young teen growing up that we sang a devotional song. That's what we called it. It wasn't one of the hymns that we sang in Sunday worship. It's what we sang in youth group when we got around. And we sang parts, at least, of Psalm 25 in the King James Version English, but it was really uplifting. You know, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And just there were several verses in a chorus, and it was just a really sweet song and sang it for a number of years. Haven't sung it for some time now. But I've come back to Psalm 25 and found some real gems in it and some things that I want to share with you on our episode today. The intent of our podcast is to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of our life. And we do follow a four-step process that I mentioned a little bit earlier. If you want to get details of that, you can find places to download it at wordofprayer.com. With Psalm 25, when we turn to it, a couple of things I would say to set this up before I take us through it. Psalm 25 is really about waiting, and we're in a season of waiting. Maybe it's you feel like we've been waiting too long, or you're just uh, feeling anxious and wondering, how long am I going to have to wait, God? I mean, who likes to wait? Most of us don't. It seems like a waste of time to us. It can even feel like an insult, like, who does she think she is making me wait? It feels like we're stuck in between, or we're kind of awaiting a decision, or we're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for them to open things up, or waiting to return back to normal. I grew up in New Mexico, and I recall a time, it was almost 25 years ago now, 
when I was in Albuquerque, it's not where I grew up. I was in a small town in the southeast called Hobbs. But I needed help with my car. We had some car trouble. My wife and I were there. And there was a kind man who gave me a ride on the way into town. It was from Mountain Bernalillo, actually, going into Albuquerque. And we discussed the concept of waiting. And this man had been living among the Pueblo Indians and had learned that waiting is a very human activity, just like eating and reading or farming. Not just a boring pointless waste of time, like doing nothing. That waiting in itself is a valuable activity. That <laughs> blew my mind. That's just a new concept. And maybe you don't buy it. Maybe you don't see waiting as having any value. But I can tell you, God values waiting. I know the prophet Isaiah shared this with us, and it's a verse that's uh, familiar as I quote it to you. But it, Isaiah says, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will be lifted up and have wings like an eagle. They will run and not grow weary. So there is value in waiting. I want you to listen to Psalm 25 as I read it now for you. To you, Lord, I lift up my soul. In you I trust, O my God. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame, but they will be put to shame who are treacherous without excuse. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love for they are from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me, for you are good, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful, for those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, O Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only He will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart have multiplied. Free me from my anguish. Look upon my affliction and my distress, and take away all my sins. See how my enemies have increased, and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope is in you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. So we've listened to God's word to us in Psalm 25. But we've also prayed it. This is our word to God. And so 
I would actually encourage you to go back and replay this and make it your prayer to God today. So Psalm 25 is 22 verses long. I think it's the longest uh, psalm that I've actually shared with you so far. It's not the longest in the book of Psalms up to this point. Uh, we skipped over Psalm 18, which is actually 50 verses long. Again, not the longest psalm in the book of Psalms. Some of you know already that honor goes to Psalm 119, which is a whopping 176 verses long. But Psalm 25 has a number of things in it. And I just want to highlight a couple of things here to share with you as part of your first 15 minutes of the day and then let you be meditating and praying and thinking of these things for the rest of the day. I think the feature in this Psalm, Psalm 25, that really stands out the most to me is Hebrew poetry. That's hard for us to get totally in the English translation, but I'll say a couple of things about that. First of all, in Hebrew, this psalm is an acrostic. There's 22 verses. Well, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. It's not a perfect acrostic because it doesn't use all 22 letters. It leaves out two of those, in fact, as the leading letter in each line. But the structure is clear enough and it's there that there was a lot of planning and a lot of intricate artisanship. Um, that went into crafting these words into a poem, a prayer poem, really, poetry to God. And so that doesn't come through so much in our English translation, but the thing that does come through are these themes. The themes that are here are just, they're so rich. In fact, as I went through it and I studied it, this would actually repay an in-depth uh, period of study if you had the time to do that today, or even for the next week, to spend some time in Psalm 25 and just really devote yourself to, to going over it many times and noticing some of these connections. Now, I'll mention them very briefly in passing. I'll put these in the show notes as well for your benefit to go back and look at them. But let me just say, I found 10 clusters of what I would call power ideas. And these are not just me trying to find things in the, in the scripture. These are things that are repeated over and over. Uh, one of those is trust. Uh, from the beginning, from the first line, Psalm uh, 25 calls on God. says, God, I desire you. My God, in you, I trust. And the theme of trust is repeated multiple times. Psalm 25 is about waiting, as we talked about at the beginning. It falls in line with what we call the Psalms of Lament. Now, Lament is the most common type of psalm in the whole collection of the book of Psalms. And Lament is really about waiting. Now, answers can come swiftly, but they can also come after a time of waiting and a long, prolonged period of waiting. And sometimes that's what happens. So as we're waiting for God to move, as we're waiting for things to happen, for things to open up, one of the places I think you could really spend some time profitably is in Psalm 25. So besides the theme of trust, let me quickly go through the rest of these. And these are in the order that I found them in Psalm 25. There's shame or disgrace. That's mentioned at least three times, three or four times. It's repeated. And sometimes in one line, it's like it's tagged and picked up in the next line. And then it's, you know, a few more lines come and then it's tagged again in like a third or fourth line down. If you go through and read this and look for it, study it, you'll notice these things. Another theme is teach or guide. God, teach me. Guide me in your truth. And 
closely tied to that is the theme of paths or ways. God, I want to know your ways. God, show me your ways. Show me your truth. There's also God's love. God's love is good uh, and God's goodness. There's also dealing with sin, the whole theme of sin, my sin specifically, and God forgive me. Covenant is mentioned multiple times. Fear God. This is later on in the psalm. And then the last two I saw were troubles or suffering is mentioned a number of times toward the end, as well as deliverance and salvation. Now, I know that went by quickly. And in the spirit of this being poetry, especially Hebrew poetry that's acrostic, it was written in the order of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, I think to aid the memory and, and to aid reciting this multiple times and memorizing it. Let me share with you a few clusters of ideas, and I'll make these um, easier to grasp in English, but also trying to be true to what we find in Psalm 25. So first of all, three T's. Trust, truth, and troubles. There's one cluster of ideas that you can meditate on about trust God. He is true, and he will bring us through our troubles. Here's another cluster. Shame, sin, and salvation. Do not put me to shame. Don't leave me in my shame, God. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, I am a sinner, and I've, I, I am weak. But Lord, save me. Bring your salvation. That's one of the power themes that I think you could spend some time on. Another one would be actual petitions to God, like teach me, love me, deliver me. Teach me, deliver me, love me. All right? So those are a couple of ideas that I would just share with you to think about how you can take these, these clusters and use them in your meditation and in your prayer and Bible study, for that matter. So in your time of waiting, don't let this just be boredom or, you know, like I'm just waiting around and nothing's happening. Lot is happening whenever we're waiting. Lots. And so let God use you and speak to you in this time whenever we're waiting. We live in an instant society, all right? Impatience is all around us and in us. I noticed that just uh, two days ago when I was out driving, and it was like, here we are in the midst of lockdown. You would think that people were kind of like learning to go a little slower pace and be a little more patient. But I saw someone being really impatient in their driving, and I was thinking, you're not even dealing with road rage going to work every day. But you know what? The heart is still impatient with people all around us. Trust requires us to wait. Learning God's truth and really taking it into us requires time. Forgiveness teaches us also to wait on God rather than trying to do enough good to earn His forgiveness. It's never going to work anyways. When we forgive others, we also learn to become like God and to wait on Him, not to rush to judgment or take revenge ourselves. So, Psalm 25. Lots of rich things in here for us to meditate and pray on. And let me just lead us in prayer and leave this with you to take into the rest of your life today. Dear God, I thank you for this person, this follower listening to First 15 right now. God, we call on you. We lift our voice to you. We say, Lord, save us. Lord, forgive our sin. Lord, we trust in you. God, teach us your ways. Teach us your paths. Show us your truth. Be faithful to us, to your covenant. Lord, teach us to fear you in a good way, not in a 
afraid way, but in reverence and awe and worship of you. God, thank you so much for giving us these words to pray and to train us to grow closer to you. We're so thankful and pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being here with me today. And I just want to remind you, this podcast, this devotional, is sponsored by God Help Me Grow, Learning to Pray the Psalms, a small book I wrote about five years ago that you can get on Amazon. There's also a link to it in the show notes. So enjoy Psalm 25 today. Let it speak to you. Let God minister to you through this psalm. Blessings.